This is CT Startup, your source for information on entrepreneurs, investors, and resources in the Connecticut startup ecosystem. From university campuses to industrial labs, from Stanford to Hartford, and from Danbury to Norwich, if it's happening out there in Connecticut, you'll find it in here. Now it's time to enter into a world of innovation, a world of human struggles, heartbreak, and achievement. And most of all, a world of wonder. Welcome to CT Startup. And we're back with the CT Startup Podcast. It has been a while. Guys, I missed you. First one of 2020. I, I missed you too. But you, you got my cards, right? I did get your cards. Did you get my cards? Uh, yes, I did. They're, they're on my refrigerator. Yeah, all, all, all mine are. I didn't get any. So. I, 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 don't, I don't know about you, Andrea. But I, 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 I did not. I, I was going to make that a secret. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Okay. I, I, keep, I do keep one under my pillow. So for you guys that haven't joined us in a while, this is Chris DeMar. Joining me are Dave, Eric, and Andrea. We are CT Startup. Yeah, yeah. And it has been a, quite a while. Like yeah. I said, uh, apparently Dave and I have been staying in better touch than these other two. <laughs> no, I'm talking to Dave. Yeah. I'm jealous. I'm Everyone's jealous. talking to Dave. Yeah. Now, now, yeah. now we know. Yeah. Now we know. Yeah. So See, I, go ahead, Eric. No, no. I was going to say is that 2020. So we're already we're already in March. So it's like you know, it's, oh my it's, god, right? We're almost in like first quarter done. Yep. 2020. You know, new decade. So uh, it's. Uh, how has 2020 been for you guys? I mean, it's coronavirus season. <laughs> I guess, I guess, like terrible. a lot of people, a lot of shit's happening, right? I feel yeah. like everything like bad has been well, happening. I should mention it's Super Tuesday. Yes, it, it is. is. It, it is, is Super Tuesday. Tuesday. I got my I voted sticker in my pocket. Oh, very oh that's nice. right, because you're yeah. Massachusetts. Yeah. That's right. I was like, wait, did I miss it already? No, Massachusetts. I guess we won't so ask where, So where do we think Massachusetts is going? What do you think? I think it's going Bernie. Yeah, the burn star. I, I, w- yeah. I normally would have said Elizabeth Warren, but, uh, but you know, she's fallen so far behind in the polls, and I yeah. think, you know, most Democrats. Massachusetts is not going to go for Biden. So I, no. think, I think it'll go Bernie. Yeah. That's what the polls say. Bernie and maybe Warren second. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I expect Warren will drop out after today. Really interesting. You know, I no, so. I didn't call the Buddha Edge Klobuchar dropouts over the weekend because they had been so insistent just yeah. 48 hours prior that they would not do so, and 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 they had very little to gain by dropping out. So look, my conspiracy theory hat is on, and <laughs> I don't think the powers that be want Elizabeth Warren to drop out because she'll nibble at Bernie from the left. Um, so we'll see what happens. If she doesn't drop out, it just makes me even more suspicious about the whole, the whole thing, the engineering toward Joe Biden. Oh, I mean, I mean, yeah, it is being engineered. (laughs) Yeah. No, no, it it is. But, but, you know, at least say that, please say that. I mean, you know, you know, uh, the the candidates claim to have integrity in their campaign process and in their decision-making and transparency with their followers. And then they do this. Um, and we're all supposed to not recognize. It's the playbook from 2016, right? Yeah. And that we're, worked we're out all very dumb. well. We're all very, <laughs> very, very dumb, obviously. The only thing I was thinking, though, with Warren is that she may want to accumulate as many delegates as she can and then try to barter that for a position in the administration, no matter who wins. Oh, of course. I mean, they're all trying to get something. You yeah, know, like but they're think, not there. <laughs> but, Warren, but Warren has more candidates than most. Yeah. Like, I mean, she does, she's not doing that well, but she still has been accumulating mm-hmm. delegates. I mean, Buddha Edge had yeah. many more. Yeah. So who do you think? Who do you think uh, VP for Bernie? I'm thinking Tulsi, a, 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 a Bernie oh, Tulsi. I, I was thinking Castro. <laughs> really? Yeah. 
I mean, it just makes sense. It's it's he's he's extremely left. He has very progressive policies, and he helps capture a Latino and Southern vote. And Castro, uh, did he endorse Bernie? He did not. I don't think he's endorsed anybody. He's yet. endorsed Elizabeth Warren. Oh, did he? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I still think Bernie would. I, I think he would make sense. Elizabeth Warren doesn't make sense as VP, mostly because she doesn't bring anything to the table. She'd make a great Treasury Secretary, but not. Right. I, don't I, think. I think Bernie would, would choose a younger female. Right? I, but again, a Tulsi would take away from Trump AOC? voters. Tulsi would take some. male Democratic politician? No, AOC can't. She's too young. That's a bridge too far. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 probably right. So, but I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, <laughs> that, that, know. That's, that's, that's not going to work. That's Actually, I should have read in that. Not every male Democrat politician, every male politician over a certain age would choose a young female. Yeah. I think that's safe. so. Welcome to CT Startup. We've jumped <laughs> yeah. right into politics. Off well, the I mean, it's, I guess it's kind of funny. Huh. Is that like, uh, it, isn't like everybody, like all the finance people, trying to like be like, what's going to happen this year? Is it going to be like rocky? Is, I mean, the coronavirus is already kind of you know, wow. it's helping for po- pollution. I hear uh, that's yeah. what I hear. It's kind of clearing up some pollution around the In world China, just because, yeah. <laughs> just because it's uh, you know. Actually, it's funny. I I started uh, checking out a podcast called The Worst Year Ever. About, this is about 2019. Very optimistic. We're going to start off the year just saying worst year ever. Yes, <laughs> that, that's their that's their basic view between the presidential election and uh, politics in general and environmental stuff. So they're just like, you know, what? it's the worst year ever, and we're gonna. I I thought that was uh, I thought that was pretty funny. Interesting. <laughs> you know, I mean, to me, it feels like we're in front of something. It feels like the calm before the storm. I don't know why. And I don't normally think that. So are I mean, we in the eye of the hurricane? I don't think, <laughs> I don't like, know. You know, like, I mean, though, well, the eye of, I have to tell you, I mean, thank you, Reddit China flu. Um, <laughs> I, have China been, <laughs> I have been on that thing. I've become a prepper. I know you guys have a tendency toward that. Oh, I, welcome to the club. <laughs> yes, you have a bug out bag. I have multiple bug out bags. <laughs> oh my God. I, I got one stashed in the ceiling here. <laughs> I mean, I have not been that type of person, and I will tell you that I'm after we leave this studio, and it's a very nice studio. Um, you're getting your MR, you. you're getting your MREs ready. And I just... am. I'm going down to the shop right, and I'm going to shovel yeah. all of the eggs and meat and water I can find see, in the see, store. You don't want the eggs and meat because those are all the, the, all, all of that is. Uh, not disposable. Well, you can sort of freeze. For. Yeah. You can Temporary. Freeze. Yeah, I mean, you, she's going to eat a lot of eggs next yeah. week. You, 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 you <laughs> she can freeze. It's <laughs> I looked it up. You can freeze ground beef for four months. Yes, yeah. Oh, only yeah, for sure. Has, uh, for sure. Uh, only if you have electricity going to your freezer. That it, wow. No, you See? can bury it he's, in the he's ground. Going, he's going serious preppers, like generator, <laughs> yeah. but, you know, you need a bomb shelter. I'm just saying dried MREs, dried food that's reheatable by water. They have all yeah. kinds of... Uh, I'm going to out myself a little bit. How crazy is this? I have five-gallon buckets full of food in my basement. Yeah, you have the MREs, like, from... Yeah, like a, but, the, like, the, I just, like, I just switch them out. I get a few. I have, like, three months' worth of food, just in case. I figure in three months, most of everybody else will be dead. But, so I just got to get through that big hump. See, just got to get through the hump. See, so I don't see, live I get, in... Yeah, I actually went She's the other Andrea way. Andrea shaking this. her head at me. So actually, <laughs> no, no, no. I, this all makes sense because I kind of, but I went the other philosophy. So okay. I have, I have some Mountain House food, right, and very, very nice brand, and we're good for two weeks generally. We have two weeks of water, yep. two weeks food. My theory is, if the if any crisis goes beyond two weeks, we are in apocalypse zone. Oh yeah. And at which point, 
I am not built to survive. No, right. you don't have a at gun. Two, you don't. Yeah, you at, don't at, have, at two weeks, I'm giving up. Like, like I After will, two I, weeks, you're not in right. for the zombie apocalypse. I'm uh, down. I am down. Oh, for I have a whole post-apocalyptic society plan. Like, I'm not just gonna survive. I am going to thrive. <laughs> Like, y'all going to be worshiping up at the altar you of... To, you, you, your clan has to be close, you know, a small clan. Dude, yeah, no. They have to be well, you know. Yeah, there is no more useless job in the world in a post-apocalyptic society than a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> Especially a lawyer who loves Disney queens. Yeah. 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 There, there, there is no way I will not... I, I have no function. And, and, my, <laughs> and, and my, my wife is a social worker. So between the two of us... We're the social about, worker has a little bit. She, yeah, she'll try yeah, to help calm situations she can, she down. She can comfort people who should be surviving that is uh, hey. they're there just walk towards the pit and close your eyes it'll all be over soon <laughs> exactly assistant you know <laughs> you guys scare me because this is what's going to be left of humanity yeah now, can you imagine mm-hmm. the second run we get okay. yeah these, these, absolutely these i'm the best hope for the next listen <laughs> i'm gonna keep, humanity. keep calm and you know keep calm just, just no carrying on my, my, carry on our <laughs> genomes will be gone from yes, the herd will be stricken from the herd you only listen, need ten thousand, right Ten thousand people that's what we're all, we all come from anyways, you know, from the last apocalypse. You and, you and your cousins? <laughs> yeah. 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 20, 20, years, 20 years of playing video games, RPG survival games, have prepared me for this moment. Okay, I've built my team. I've leveled up my stats. I'm yeah. ready to go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I have a friend of mine who we were at dinner the other day, and he told me that if everyone over 50 were to suddenly disappear from this earth, the rest of you guys would have to learn how to build houses from YouTube videos no, I know some thirty-year-old um, carpenters that pr- are pretty good, right. and forty-year-olds. Yeah, right. I mean, I'm, you know, we're like mature now. We're thirty. I mean, also in fairness to her statement, when I moved into my house and I needed to redo my bathroom in a week, and I had no idea, I absolutely went to YouTube and it taught me how to do it. <laughs> yeah, and it's still working six years later. So this is not also inaccurate. Like I'm pretty yeah. good with my yeah. hands. That, but you yeah. tell me you didn't YouTube stuff when you needed to do stuff at no, your space. No, no. See, I'm more practical. I actually. Do have a few people over fifty that are have are experienced that I just go to. Um, you this know, is so. my point. This is <laughs> but my but point. but what I'm getting at is that it, YouTube I could you know if I needed to I could build a house from YouTube. I'm, I'm, I'm telling confident. you that I'm if confident. the internet's go down, <laughs> okay, I, I, anyone I, under yes. fifty, yeah, but, is, that, yeah, again. yeah. But on the other hand, if everybody <laughs> over fifty disappeared, we could then replace Congress with people who actually do le- make legislation. Okay. Ooh. Ooh. So I think that would be. Yep. And doesn't the coronavirus have a more a higher fatality for older people anyway? And younger people, that was, that unfortunately. So maybe. So that's why everybody over 50 is like, oh, shit. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm now what? Welcome to CT Startup, where we're talking about politics and the coronavirus. Well, so, you know what? I guess, <laughs> well, I guess here's the funny thing is that, like, it is, like, we're all kind of laughing about this craziness that's happening. I think we're all kind of, it's, it's maybe we've watched too many movies and we're just like, it, this is real life. Maybe it has been a movie this entire time. But it's, I guess this this really will affect startups this year because are people going to invest? Are people going to look, take a long-term view? Are they going to, are they not going to, yeah, I mean, any again, another four years of Trump, some people are going to be a hurrah. If, if Bernie, it would be interesting to, ha- I don't think I've seen in my lifetime where you've only had a president serve one term. So, so it would be interesting if that actually made a switch. Bush, that's, yeah. senior? Yeah. Yeah, but I wasn't like, you know. I, like, no, that's fair. I, but, in but, my but, lifetime, yeah, I was, what, the 80s, right? 88, right? Say, that was for it, yeah. for yeah. some of us, it might have been Jimmy Carter. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Some <laughs> of us might have been. Lyndon Johnson. Oh, Lyndon Johnson. Jimmy. So, so, you know, like, that's that's kind of, it. if that happened, again, what does that mean for the financial? Inst- I, I assume the financial institutions aren't going to bode well if, if a Bernie comes in. Well, you know, or feels, like they're not, they're not going to, uh, it's going to. Right. It, it, it feels like a lot of volatility is in store, right? <laughs> yeah. So we have, we have, we have events that are 
usually considered long tail events, and they're concentrated in you know in this worst year, right? right? So you know the backdrop of all of this is climate change and you know continuous um, migration patterns that are off cycle uh, in Europe. Um, but, Our lack of winter this year. Yes, right. So, but but the the, the immediate issues you know are the coronavirus, <laughs> right? The the interesting volatility in the markets and the way the Fed is reacting to them, which 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 threatened to sort of take on their own life beyond coronavirus because there are many people who still believe that the market was um, too hot yep. uh, coming into this. Um, of course, there are other people who believe it was it was too low. And then, of course, the election. And I think if, if Bernie Sanders were to win, I don't know that it's priced in in any way right now. I, I think what's priced in is a Trump re-up. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think everybody's like, yeah, nobody's gonna be him. The way I mean, he's he's a stand up comedian. Yeah. In his like, he he, yeah. he does stand up comedian role. Like, I, I wouldn't doubt if he has a whole, you know, whole whole uh, a backdrop of people just writing stand up. I think it's him. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I, I don't think. I mean, did you see the other day? He had a, a you know he was he was doing a Bloomberg imp- impersonation. Did he, he go gets, line? Yes, he gets really close to the people. Love that. It's kind of hilarious. I, actually, I can admit, I, <laughs> I really him, do want to see uh, Bernie Sanders, President Trump debate. It'd be like oh, Statler and Waldorf from the Muppets. Oh, right? my God. They're just, just two, two grumpy old men yelling at each other about how they don't like oh, anything. Oh, no. I think it'd be oh, very fun. No. And, and oh, it is kind of funny because like, they're, they're close in age, right? Yeah. Yeah. They're both like Bernie's 72. Bernie's older, 70. like five-year difference. Four or five, five, four or five years. Yeah. 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 So it's just again, seventy. Yeah. Oh my God! Yeah. You didn't even do the, the Muppets <laughs> thing. Two grandpas yelling oh, at each other. Well, no. that's inevitable, right? Because I mean, what's the other option? Biden. Yeah. I mean, it's, okay. we're gonna we're gonna have oh, some version of that. That there's. Oh. I mean, that would be that would be terrible. It would be it would be horrendous. I mean, yeah. we would be the laughing stock of of the world if, if you know just for that. They'd be like, you, those are your two people. Those are the two people. Coronavirus well, taking you now. Well, well, I agree with you. I gotta say. The world's not looking a whole lot better at the moment. I mean, Boris Johnson got reelected in the UK. They're heading straight towards still a no-deal Brexit. Even though they've come up with a deal, they have to finalize zillions of terms by the end of the year, which Mm -hmm. isn't going to happen. Not going to happen. And uh, you've got Modi in India, Mm -hmm. uh, who is very popular, but at the moment is... Person, you know, has a whole pogrom to kill or, or isolate Muslims. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's really uh, you got Turkey, which is, is launching an incentive yes. against Syria, and they were getting buddy buddy with the Russians until Russian side with Syria. Now they want to talk to us again. It's a it's a crazy the world. worst year ever. It is the worst year ever. Yes, uh, but it's odd because the economy in my business is still thriving. Thriving. It, d- I, it doesn't seem like it's slowing. That, it, you know. it doesn't, which is really odd to me. So, I mean, as a person who represents a lot of startups, but also does larger mergers and acquisitions work and financings, uh, I have not, I've, I've had, uh, within the past six months, I've had uh, maybe four or five companies financed. I've had uh, three mergers and acquisitions, one of which is still going on, and it is very large. Um, shockingly large uh, for you know for for what we see on a daily basis, um, and so I'm I'm uh, I'm just kind of amazed because it's it's still going strong. And actually, once you hit a recession, the first part's usually in my business. The first part's usually pretty bad, but it also means there's a lot of people out of work, and people out of work lead to entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. and and then you start getting a lot more companies and mm-hmm. a lot more reinvestment and such. And so it's very. Um, it's very interesting. I, while I am worried, I think as everybody should be about a recession, um, it is not 
you know, it, it is it is tough to get through, but it's not the end of the world. And I'm still not seeing any sign of it coming yet. Right. No, I mean, did, well, I mean, in retrospect, we could peek at some of the Fed, you know, yep. acts. I mean, you know, only in retrospect, you could say that these are the beginning signs. I don't think so either. I think, I mean, I'm hoping that things continue to glide forward. Um, it is odd that there's a lot of resiliency. We are in the longest uh, sustained period of growth in the stock market. Um, I mean, going back decades. Uh, so we're in a very, very, very long bull market. And, you know, I mean, eventually it ends. Yeah. But, but I mean, right now I, I just, I mean, the resiliency through a coronavirus um, has surprised me and uh, made me feel good. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cling to some optimism. There uh, we go. A little yeah. optimism this morning. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, but, but having said that, I mean, it may be the last time we all see each other with our face masks off. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there she is. There she is. <laughs> So, okay. You, you, you did wipe down these mics, right? <laughs> I did. I did, unfortunately. <laughs> I just want us to all be isolated together. <laughs> so, so I guess, like, how do we – so coming out of, uh, uh, you know, in, into 2020, the – so this podcast is it's going to be, what, five, six years old? It's, it's almost uh, 2015, I think, so five years old in, uh, in May, right? Isn't it right? That's kind of, uh, kind of incredible. Um, where is the where is the Connecticut ecosystem at this point? You know, like where where um, you know it's been five years. It's kind of interesting. Is that some of the startups or some of the groups like that started five years ago, six years ago, eight years ago, ten years ago? Some of them are still around. Some of them aren't. We've seen some. So like, where where how do we feeling about the the Connecticut ecosystem? I'll I'm a broken record on this, but every year it keeps getting better. I. I it's yep. it's odd to me, um, you know. People are worried about different things. There are groups that come and go. There are support systems for entrepreneurs that come and go, but I've never seen, and I, I say this every year, I've never seen as much activity in Connecticut as I'm seeing now. Um, I, I, you know, I take for example, um, I'm gonna pull one out of a hat. So let's say Wesleyan, for example, yeah. right? So Wesleyan had a group at the Patricelli Center in Wesleyan, which is which is generally for um, social purpose companies. A lot of nonprofits right? come out of there. A, a lot of nonprofits. Yeah. But now they've actually got a, a new accelerator. They've been active with the town of Middletown to cr help create a, a public space. That's like the Muse, the Muse over there. Yeah. Yeah. And then they have their own, now they have their own accelerator. They have a large group of mentors that come. And that is just one small example. And I've been getting a lot of e more emails from them and active. And that's just Wesleyan. And then, you you know, I've talked before about District New Haven. You look at, UConn has now has the Peter Worth Institute. <laughs> Um, which is putting a ton of money into entrepreneurship and, and really providing more support for Yukon companies. There is, uh, as, as we will talk about later, uh, Techstars is taking an active interest in Connecticut um, and is doing a lot of programs here. Uh, you know, CI and CTNX continue to grow. Reset is still around and, and, and providing services. They now have like two accelerators a year and two... Um, Pitch nights? Uh, no, th well, we got like what? three pitch nights there, but there's there's they do um, incubators as All well right. for food companies and so on, and so. And Yukon Tip yeah. is full. And it is completely full. There's a waiting list for companies to get in there. And Yale is almost uh, mm -hmm. is almost done building a brand new building dedicated <laughs> An amazing to this building. Um, and the the Sci Center for Innovative Thinking at Yale mm -hmm. um, it will be uh, moving there, yeah. um, and they're just going to keep growing. It's yeah. You know, uh, I can't. Even, I don't even know what to say. It just, it just amazes me how much it continues and how much more support it gets. Well, and and something else that's been going on too. It's it's hand in hand. 
Connecticut cities are getting better. I can see it like Hartford. There's a lot more happening. You know, UConn yep. now has a downtown campus and they're building apartments all over the place. Yeah. New Haven, you can go out to New Haven and it feels like a real city all of a sudden. And it's been getting better every year. But like there's there's a Taco Bell cantina. And I know this sounds silly, <laughs> but I can go get alcohol on Taco Bell at the same time in the same building. And that's something that you usually only see in like upper tier cities like things that are like like but there's a we've good, made it we've yeah, made it i know it's a silly Taco thing i know it's a silly thing but when you have like now these big corporations taking interest in a small city like new haven cool like that means like okay they actually see something's happening there and i just see it you know uh finally the downtown north in hartford is finally really moving forward they're gonna put that grocery store in there and apartment buildings um there's a you know, we're in New Britain right now. There's a brand new apartment building finishing up right across the street, and they're going to build a second one right there. People, you know, we've been saying for years, people are starting to move back into urban areas in Connecticut, and it just seems like it's taken so, so long. But all of a sudden, like, there's there's hundreds of apartments going online in all these downtown areas because there's a need, there's a want. And I think part of it is that entrepreneurial spirit. You know, maybe there's not as many entrepreneurs, but maybe there's a higher quality of entrepreneurs. Yeah, so, and I think that's actually... Uh, interesting is that we're getting to the point where higher quality is kind of coming into the mix. I think mm-hmm. where the ecosystem is transitioning from like an amateur ecosystem to maybe a more professional ecosystem. Uh, and I think we've all set, said is that like we're sandwiched between Boston and New York. Like we can be a corridor. We can, you know, we, we have the ability. We have the university space. We have the, I mean, we have all the, the, the resources, right? Um, so so it, it's kind of interesting too is that if you talk to small towns, so politically and for, for Connecticut, we still have a five to 10 year track you know i mean we have a lot of uh, a lot of people are still leaving the state versus coming into the state um we have a lot of small towns that are having to close schools because they don't have enough people in there we have a lot of older versus younger and having kids you know i mean i mean i know i'm having a child but again my child's not going to be in uh, you know into uh, uh uh into school for six years right so you have about a five to ten year dip in which it's kind of interesting is that you have the startup ecosystem and kind of the trajectory of where it's going could nicely match up to that because mm-hmm. you, you're bringing people in. And if you're able to start, if, if startups can now attract people who are, you know, uh, lower C-suite, you know, lower, you know, kind of like VPs of, of different other companies to come back to here to actually live and to start these companies and really progress yes. them. Because at the end of the day, most of the companies in Connecticut, business development is still key. You know, sales and marketing, getting in front of these bigger, bigger deals to, to get off the ground and get through that first, th- you know, th- few years. So, there, I, I see some some matching up where it, you know you might see the state being able to to incentivize you know trying to bring people to move here with even families or to buy a house or, or you know so forth. So uh, that, that I guess that's my prediction for the next ten years can, in, in terms of the, the ecosystem. Can we talk about the idea of a mini Eric and the consequences <laughs> on society? <laughs> I would rather just gloss right over that. I'm just gonna, I just a shiver ran through me. I don't know what it was. Yeah, just, yeah. Did it get colder in here? Yeah. I know, right? I know. Which is which is always kind of funny. Is that like that's like the the one of the the big things in a, a, a startup or an entrepreneur and a, and a founder is like, oh, you raise money, you you get your first customer, you're doing uh-huh. that. Oh, you 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 have another dependent human being. <laughs> you know? Nope, I'm sticking um, to so, dogs. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. We uh, we we wanted a dog and we got a child. So, so you compromised. <laughs> yes, we so compromised. Yeah, there, there is a bad balance in, in a relationship that you always have to, you know, uh-huh. kind of, you know, match out. So, yeah. um, but, so, uh, yeah. uh, so I, I did want to bring up, uh, you know, we've all had some developments. Eric, you got a new job. I did. So, so that's kind of interesting is that while you, uh, when you, uh, um, 
when you have a, a dependent coming, you know, you sometimes you have to do less risky things. Um, and for me, you know, we uh, uh, decided to kind of try to find a place where, you know, maybe some benefits and some other kind of perks. Uh, I do have a new job. I'm actually the uh, new concierge manager for higher education for Techstars, actually. Um, yeah, uh, based out of Sacred Heart. So they actually just made an announcement, uh, I think, last week. Um, so this is the week Congratulations, before. Congratulations, Thank Sarah. you. Techstars, um, we accept sponsorships. Yes, yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know. <laughs> to be continued. <laughs> um, but, uh, but no, no. So uh, it's actually really cool because it's basically doing ecosystem development work. The, the stuff that we've been doing and, and trying to understand how a, how a company like Techstars, who's, who's been in other ecosystems, and kind of as a, I guess, a professional vibe to them can integrate into a local ecosystem and not kind of take them over. So it, it's one of those things where how can it um, kind of complement what's going on? Because as we all know, Connecticut's different than anywhere else. Um, and every other ecosystem is different from the next. So it's not a one size fits all, which I think is a... Uh, is important when when you have start when you when we start seeing these bigger players coming in, right? Because imagine imagine if we saw an Amazon really take interest in Connecticut. Imagine what that would have done, right? You know, kind of like how we have to you have to balance like this big, you know, kind of corporate. So um, I'm excited. Um, it, it allows me to continue the work at Trifecta and to continue the work that we've been doing. So yeah, you got some interesting stuff still going on over and, there. And Trifecta, I mean, we sh- yeah. shoot, like in 2014, we bought a four acre uh, property down in New Britain. So it's an old uh, 2019, actually, I think. 2019, yeah. So what did I say? 2018? 2014. 2014. <laughs> Jesus. Um, <laughs> yeah, I wasn't. Back, gonna, yeah. That's a little try, too far. The funny thing is, we tried to buy it then too. Um, you did. We, uh, <laughs> um, but we bought a, a four acre uh, piece of property. It's in uh, one of the oldest urban farms in the country. It's cool. And um, we have about 17 square feet of greenhouse space a new storefront um hoping by may to have that up and running um and yeah get that going it's, it's kind of interesting that the the change in, in startups too is that um which i think in connecticut we're we're finding our uh ability to do is that there's there's scalable lifestyle businesses and there's scalability that like tech scalability right and then the lifestyle businesses you have to lifestyle it before it's scalable so it's, it's one of those things where um we're going through that with trifecta right now um and um you know it's a it's always a progression. So 2020 is, is good, and you know it starts it starts off rocky. You know it could start off rocky, but it, you know I think it's smoothing out. Maybe yeah. you know we'll see. We'll, we'll see you next have year. A great year. I mean, <laughs> so, you, yeah. We'll see. Yeah. So uh, our best wishes to Kieran and Spencer at Trifecta. <laughs> yeah. If you suddenly find that your business operates more efficiently, um, all of a sudden Trifecta just no shoots through the roof. <laughs> just they're selling out. They get their billion dollar <laughs> offer. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's. I, I'm. I, I don't know if I'm gonna have time for that <laughs> with a child. I hear once once a child comes, you have no time. So, uh. um, so Andrea, you've also yes. been doing some cool stuff, yes, have you not? I have. Let's so, hear about that. Uh, late last year, very late last year, uh, we formed uh, a new venture, Nirac Venture Partners. It is Kevin Booley from Nirac. Yeah, from Nirac. From yeah. Nirac. Yeah, from yes, Nirac. that's the name. Um. Warren Fisher and I, uh, and we basically from uh, not near Iraq. From, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. from from our back porch, yeah, yeah. right? From my back porch. Um, so essentially, we take companies that have already raised seed funds, and in some cases, Series A, and now need to put those monies to work to actually grow organic revenue. And what we discover, of course, in the startup community is that every, well, an outsized percentage of the resources are focused on getting a company through pitches to raise seed capital and Series A money. Then they get 
the money <laughs> and, the, and the help evaporates because all the incubators and accelerators and, you know, uh, angel investors are there to help you get money. And when you're successful doing that, they clap their hands. Congratulations. The job is done. They walk away or they, they remain passively on your board, yep. more or less. And they expect these, in many cases, young adults who've never done this before, overnight to turn from fundraising to managing an enterprise. And, and execution, actually, yeah. And execution, operations, execution, strategy, all the bits that are running a business. Um, and we sit in that void, right? So our, our goal, again, we're new. So um, our goal is to take companies from seed stage operations all the way through Series A and grow them organically to the point where they have higher than expected growth and now they can position the firm many different ways mm -hmm. for a quote-unquote exit out of that stage. Um, for many founders, especially in Connecticut, their goal is to keep the company private. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah, just let, let's mm -hmm. run a nice, profitable business year exactly. over year and just let's do the thing. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And, and you know, even to the point where they nice. might want to pay back their investors, right? I mean, they, the idea is not to take these companies to IPO or yeah. to sell them off to the first private equity firm that comes knocking. The idea is to have a successful, organic growth story that is in line with what was promised to early stage investors, but holds much more promise for the long term. And, you know, and, and so Nirac Venture Partners is a scaling VC, not a funding So VC. so you So you actually just want to create a, a business, right? Yeah, that's what You just want to help people just create a business that is just a profitable, sustainable business that these yep. people aren't trying to, like, cash out and, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Not everybody it, has an exit strategy. No, no. And not everybody should have an exit strategy because you often minimize the value you can create. Uh, by taking yeah. an exit too soon. I just want to work. So, so you know what's actually interesting is that it, I think there's a differentiation between the founders having an exit strategy or the executive you know, uh, executive uh, committee having uh, a strategy versus the investors. So if there's an yes. exit strategy for the investors where they could see themselves getting paid back or yep. you know, kind of having their returns come in, that still works, right? Exactly. That, it's a balance of both worlds. Well, or they hold equity. Or they hold it. The or, yeah, exa yeah, exactly. So, but everyone's on the side yeah. of growing a business quickly. Okay, I don't think there's anyone opposed to that, yeah. right? So the idea idea is that we are resources that manage the scalability, the operational scalability of a startup. So that's what we're doing. Very it's, nice. I mean, yeah, I love it, actually. So it's, uh, it kind of goes with your thesis of uh, you should only be a startup for like a month or two. Right. <laughs> you yeah. should, and then after that, you should be either a business or another idea. Exactly. You know, like kind of move on. The people who <laughs> romance the angel phase are often the least prepared to actually run a business. Yep. Right. All right. Chris, what are you doing? Well, thanks for asking, Dave. <laughs> We're actually sitting in a New Britain Oh, hold on. Uh, I just realized oh. I didn't care. Oh! <laughs> I sat here so politely. <laughs> I listened to all y'all. <laughs> Finally get to me. Actually, we're at a half an hour. Actually, we're, we're, also, we're, we're actually, uh, Chris uh, uh, officially changed his name in, at the end of 2019 because uh, this name came available. His name is now Adam Newman. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, wow. Okay. That's Just, how it's going to be. That's, that's how it's, uh, you see how it is? No respect. No respect. And hey, here we are drinking your water. Drinking my water. I offer you coffee. You're in my podcast yes. studio. This is how it, it always was and what it always shall be. Fair enough. I wouldn't change it for the world. I'm a bit of a masochist. No, so um, I started a new business. It's called New Britain Cowork. Very descriptive name, I know. 
We're in my co-working space. <laughs> it's awesome. It's okay. It's coming along, right? I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, we're actually casting in the podcast studio because I guess podcasts are a big thing in my life now, and I have a whole studio dedicated it's to beautiful. it. Beautiful. Yeah, Thank yeah. you. It's intimate, but yet open. You know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Warm, not too yet close yet. Cool. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. So actually, it's really cool how this whole thing kind of came about. I was. Uh, so I'm a board member of The Buzz, which is New Britain's version of Hype. So young entrepreneurs and professionals group. Um, I met the owners of this lovely building, uh, the Tommaso Group. And they're like, hey, we have this space. What do you think you could do with it? And I'm like, it actually kind of looks like it might be a good co-working space. And they're like, the hell is that? <laughs> so I explained the concept. And, you know, the way I'm trying to do it different is I really want a space that's uh, for professionals. So we're making a bunch of uh, hourly office for offices for rent, uh, conference rooms for rent, but we also have a bunch of tools like the podcast studio. I have a green screen room. Um, we're going to be doing a bunch of different kinds of events, which is not that unique, but uh, I'm really kind of trying to focus on not entrepreneurs, but really like professionals. You know, I'm all about the startups. I'm all about people who start in business, but I want people who already have something going too but they don't want to work out of the home all the time or they just they need tools that maybe they can't quite afford yet or they don't know how to use and then we have those resources here so that's my pitch that's my plug and i you know i'm my marketing thing is still going along that's helping me fund this i got a couple other ventures going on but like right now i guess i'm just a serial entrepreneur because i'm i get bored and then i'm like okay what are we doing crazy next so this is the crazy next. It's gorgeous. It's a beautiful space. Oh, you so are too kind. I, I wanted to hit at least one other topic before. Yes, before he's looking at me. I'm scared. Um, <laughs> no, it has nothing to do with you and your generically named company. Um, it is. <clears throat> it's it specifically. It's it's about the idea of good debt. Um, and, and the reason why is because we, we have a couple presentations coming up and one at uh, District later this month on good debt, and we're going to have people from the Connecticut. Um, What's the date on that, Dave? Uh, I'm afraid to give you a date because I know I'll get it wrong now that I'm mentioning off the top of my head. We'll put it in the notes. I want to say it's like March 19th. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it's probably March, and it's probably in the teens. Um, but, uh, but we have the Connecticut Economic Development Fund, uh, coming, uh, they do, uh, pre-bank debt and, um, but it's just that it's come up in my, of course, my business a lot recently, which is finding alternative ways for funding for companies that frankly look at VCs and, and realize that's not for them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like the, they want to just build a business. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But, but the other thing is, I mean, I also have large clients that, uh, one was doing a deal, and they realized that the deal didn't make sense with their money, but it made sense with bank money. Um, and because it was, you know, the, the who's going to absorb the risk and how, how it's going to uh, happen and what, they, what other things they can use with the bank money to fund future operating capital post-deal mm -hmm. and so on, um, as well as maybe being able to take a little bit of money out of the company for the original owners. Uh, it's... Um, it's come up a lot, and I think if we're, we are heading, if we are heading into a recession, um, that also becomes a primary way for companies to look at financing. Mm. And so, I, 
I want to stress as always that debt is not necessarily a bad thing. Oh, it's a great thing. It's a leverage. Yeah, and pe- and people need to take a closer look at it when they're considering how they're going to finance their companies. Um, if you have no assets and you have no revenue, you're not likely to get debt. But there are you know th- there are programs and there are ways to look at it, and you should be talking to advisors about it. It's uh, it can be a really good tool that people avoid of because they think of debt as a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's kind of interesting. Even sitting at this table, we have kind of representatives of each kind of mindset in a sense, you know, people who have taken on capital, people who work that angle. And me, I, I just refuse to take money from people. It scares me. <laughs> I am, I'm a control freak. So you telling me how to run my business doesn't work for me. But, you know, I think it's that's the kind of like a good idea. That's why know, bank debt is sometimes good, good though, exactly, right? So exactly, right? Don't, they, don't, they don't take a board seat. <laughs> right. Well, that's the thing. I mean, banks usually don't tell you how to run your business. <laughs> they just care about getting paid. They don't yes. care that's really how they get paid. You don't want them to have well, that yeah, phone call. Yeah, no. <laughs> so actually, what, what you're talking about is like, you know, like I always say is like, we want to be bankable. We want to be able to go to a bank and be like, hey, listen, we want some money to grow. And they're like, yeah, yeah, it works. And then you know you made it when a bank can loan you money. When you're credit worthy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I, I, when I when your business is like credit worthy. <laughs> yeah. And if you're not credit worthy, there are organizations like the CEDF that, yeah. that, yes. really, that make an active role to help out companies that are not yet bankable but are on their way there. Yeah. And and that organization actually does provide business advisors to all, with all their loans. Yes, I do. actually ha- I did take out a loan through them uh, when I first got started, uh, but I had some Spe- money. On. One, one speaking out of both sides of your mouth there. Gee. Ah, but I didn't take VC money. <laughs> and honestly, the the advisor part of it has probably been the best part of it. That money like has been spent and repaid, but like I still talk to my advisor, and they were awesome. And they can cont- he's actually coming up on Thursday because he's taking a real interest in what my business is now. Who's your advisor? Uh, Steve Adamo. Okay. Steve is a great guy. And Fred over at CEDF is great too. Yeah, Yeah, Fred is wonderful. Like, and so, I mean, I would definitely speak very highly of that because it was like, when I went to them, I didn't need the money. I was like, if you help me, it could help me grow my business faster. And that's exactly what it did. If I, if I tell Freddie as a fan club, he might actually listen to the podcast. <laughs> oh, he loves our podcast. <laughs> yes, he he, he loves our podcast, and so he don't ha- you, listeners. He actually, we actually got to get him on because he has a good podcast as well. So he does. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll have him up here to the wonderful studio at New Britain Coworks. So, what are we doing going forward? Well, we have some cool interviews. Yep. Um, but also, we've been in discussions about how we're going to take this podcast going forward, and we have some ideas. So I think what you might be listening to is the beginning of the end of the last season of CT Startup, as it were, before we start something a little fresh and a little new and a little more, I don't want to, you know, say compelling. Let's just call it different for now. And so really, we're going to kind of take this last season, do what we've been doing, and then we're going to work out some new ideas. We have some new topics. We have some new casts we want to try out. You're going to same great crowd, you know, same great co-host, uh, different packaging. Same bat time, same bat yep. channel. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. yeah, I think I think it's the, the thing to expect is that uh, you may hear one of our voices or, you know, maybe just two of our voices on, on the different casts. Um, or um, you may be hearing kind of uh, very uh, targeted uh, content, you know, because yep. obviously Dave and Andrea kind of have a, a different perspective on, on startups and a wealth of knowledge that we have not even gotten really into. Um, we just get the bad jokes from Dave and, yeah. you know, kind of the, the, the politics conspiracy stuff from Andrea. So, um, <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, we're going to kind of dive in a little bit deeper. <laughs> and, 
that, that, that would be my new favorite podcast. Yes. Be dad actually, jokes, dad oh, jokes, and conspiracy listen, theories. Listen, yeah. listen I actually, I actually uh, just got a new book of dad jokes because I'm gonna be just oh, no. throwing them, throwing them, a, throwing them all, need a book. all day. They, they, they come out of nowhere. <laughs> it's they're like buried, <laughs> they're buried deep in your brain. Yeah. As soon as you hold a baby, yeah. they just start yeah. coming out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I'm actually uh, pumped for that, you know. Um, so I have new content to speak of. I've been regurgitating a lot lately, you know. Um, Just but, like that um, baby's going to regurgitate all the <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, it's, it's funny. Dave's not even a dad and he has them. So that's, yeah. the, that's the bad uh, part. Yeah, right? well. well, he's the dad to startups <laughs> some, in Connecticut. Some, some of us are just born born with that talent. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, it's going to be fun. We'll, uh, uh, I think uh, 2020 is going to be a uh, fun year to talk about stuff. Yes. So. The worst year ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I heard the worst uh, best year. Let, let, let me leave you with this dad joke. Mm. I, I just heard this one the other day. So so why does a duck have tail feathers? Why? To cover up its butt quack. Oh, oh I love remember it. that, Eric. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Well, this has been CT's startup. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for joining us, and we're definitely gonna have some interesting content. So stay tuned. Thank you for listening to CT Startup. More Connecticut startup news, information, and events can be found at ctstartup.com. The weekly episodes of this podcast can be downloaded from iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and ctstartup.com. Finally, we would like to thank both Sublime Exposure Online and Mirtha Kalina for providing resources and space to CT Startup, which make this show possible. See you next week.